This is an ABC podcast. Ah, we got a tape on the Invisible Man. You have no idea how much fun this is. We've got sort of John Carpenter doing E.T. You want to call somebody? The best, worst arcade game film ever made. <laughs> and a cool movie about punk rockers and aliens. True Cult. New releases with Alex Bonniewell. in early today. Something special going on? Sorry, Ed. You know the rules. If we're going to move forward, this is the next logical step. I'm ready for you. Are you sure? Positive. There goes nothing. Sebastian? Are you in here? The question is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't be seen? It's amazing what you can do when you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror anymore. Alex, have you seen Hollow Man before? Um, I think I did. When I rewatched this, because this is out on Cinema Cult on DVD and Blu-ray, I remember big chunks of it, but I couldn't remember it as a whole, so it was excellent to revisit this. So this is from director Paul Verhoeven, who did Robocop and Starship Troopers, Flesh and Blood, oh, what else to do, Black Book, and Showgirls which is, is one of the <laughs> worst films ever made. But yeah, this is, um, stars Kevin Bacon, as you heard in the trailer, as a scientific genius, Sebastian Kane, who's incredibly overconfident and incredibly sleazy, who, along with his crew of not-quite-as-genius scientists, are perfecting an invisibility serum for the military. Now, having already succeeded making a gorilla invisible and invisible again, he decides that it should be tested on a human and he puts himself up for it. Of course, things are going to go horribly wrong with an egomaniac who's a sleazy genius going invisible. <laughs> um, and, and as the film goes on, he, he starts to abuse his, his crew somewhat horribly, mainly the women, because he thinks as he's invisible and sneaking around, he can just kind of just undress them and touch them inappropriately because they can't see him and therefore he can get away with it. Yeah, but it's it's still a pretty decent film. The, the special effects, especially the uh, when they re revisualise the the gorilla, are fantastic. I mean, this this did cost ninety five million dollars when it was made. Uh, the was it two thousand and two, I think, and it's still it holds up pretty well because they they spent a lot of money on it. Two thousand. It was earlier. Two thousand. Right mm. there you go. Yeah, and it still looks really good. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a bit of a Paul Verhoeven fan and a bit of a Kevin Bacon fan. So putting them together just made me just go, yes. <laughs> so really, really got into this kind of like take on The Invisible Man, which, you know, is quite uncomfortable at times watching it. Oh, it completely is. But I think that's the, like, that's what I liked about it. I remember that was the thing that stayed was with me, was what if you were made invisible and you just went evil? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he doesn't kind of go, I shall use my new powers for good. It's no, I shall use my new powers to sneak in on people when they're in the shower and just look at them. That's what 12 year old boys talk about. Why, why do you want to be invisible? So I can watch girls having showers. It's like, no, don't do that when you're a grown person. You should have got over that. But, you know. <laughs> but no, it, it, very cool. Uh, it was good to see Josh Brolin in this as well as the kind of second tier scientist, not quite as good as Kevin Bacon's guy and, you know, falling around with Kevin Bacon's ex 
in this, which I'll throw into, oh, that could send him right over the edge, which of course it does. So you get a really cool fighting the Invisible Man climax at the end of that, giving too much away. Well, you know he's going to go there. You know he's going to go mad. There's going to be a showdown. I don't think I'm giving anything away. But yeah, really cool to see this on Blu-ray. looks pretty sharp. Um, like I say, the effects still look great. I have seen far worse CGI stuff in very recent films than Hollow Man. Like I say, I think Paul Verhoeven is, is kind of is somewhat underrated as a filmmaker. He always kind of, whenever he gets the subject matter, he kind of takes it into a, a direction that's always entertaining, but as we've said, makes you feel a bit like, oh, no, like Starship Troopers is massively entertaining, but you kind of go, hooray, I'm cheering a fascist state on that wants to just completely destroy an alien civilization. But hooray! And Hollow Man's a bit like that as well. You're going, hooray, he's invisible and being horrible. But oh, I don't, shouldn't be cheering him. Let's hope that the others curb his nastiness. Well, something I did know about this film, Alex, was that the 3D model that was created, like the computer model of Kevin Bacon's entire body down to his apparently last capillary, was donated to scientific researchers. It was that accurate? Yes. Wow. So while watching it and, and they kind of, he kind of gets stuck kind of halfway between the revisualizing stuff as it's all building back up it is incredibly accurate i mean you know if, if anyone's ever been to the hagen body world display it's it's like that but obviously cgi yeah and it's quite excellent in 1977 voyager 2 was launched into space to the outermost regions of the universe it carried an invitation in all languages for alien life forms to visit our planet someone somewhere listened and accepted our invitation do you seriously expect me to tell the president that an alien has landed assumed the identity of a dead house painter and is presently out tooling around the countryside in a hopped up 1977 mustang you're not from around here eh? john carpenter's Starman. This is Starman from 1984. So again, this is on DVD and Blu-ray from Cinema Cult. This is um, John Carpenter doing E.T., but with Jeff Bridges being a ball of light alien that transforms into Karen Allen's dead husband and then tries to persuade it to drive across the country for three days so he can be picked up by his mates. This is a really cool kind of fish-out-water naive alien on Earth road trip trying to get home movie. And John Carpenter kind of, he, he kind of gets out of his usual comfort zone Kind of, sort of a romantic Alien on Earth film. Um, it's really good. So I, I haven't seen this film for like 20 odd years. So revisiting was really cool. Bridges is excellent as Lost Extraterrestrial. And even, like I said, even though it's a bit of a departure story-wise from Carpenter, there's plenty of his trademark di- directorial tricks to keep you happy as a fan. There was lots of stuff I spotted in here, things that he'd used in previous movies. And I could go, oh, he learnt that in dark star and oh that reminds me of this film and that film so it's cool that this is still very much a john carpenter movie funny that you should mention et because this script was developed at columbia at the same time as et but et got released first ah it doesn't surprise me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know but if, jeff if bridges it, is great in this he's brilliant he's really really cool he's got he's all these kind of weird little ticks and because of an amazing way of walking as an alien inhabiting some sort of human form. And you're kind of going, that must have just been really tricky to pull off for the whole movie. Because it's, it's a very unnatural gait that he develops 
for the film. And again, the effects, because they're all practical, look brilliant. So the transformation from ball of light to baby to teen and then into final, like, grown human are really cool still. It's it's really nice to see stuff like this being reissued on Blu-ray so you can see all the details that you may have missed if you if the last time you saw this was on VHS or even DVD. After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Shabaloo may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? Alex, I remember a lot about this film, mainly because parts of it were filmed in Brisbane and it was the biggest thing to happen in 1994. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, from Cinema Cult out on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Street Fighter. Now, this is possibly one of the worst films ever made. It is utter tripe, (laughs) but it is vastly entertaining. The only thing missing from the start of this is the Canon Films logo. This what it just screams at you from the screen, even though it's not a Canon Movies film, because I think they gone bust by now but it should have been this would make such an amazing double bill with masters of the universe this stars Jean-Claude Van Damme as Colonel Guile who's been sent to M. Bison played by Raoul Jewell this was his last movie so after the brilliant Adams Family films he this is this is the film he left us with he's the power mad dictator from the trailer and with the help of Kylie Minogue and her utterly appalling British accent and whose stunt double could only be more obvious if they had a beard. They go out to try and stop Bison from taking over the world. This this incorporates all the characters from the Capcom Street Fighter game into a ridiculous, we have to save the world movie that seems like it was probably about 30 or 40 minutes longer than it was, and they had to chop out great big chunks of, I suppose, say, plot in inverted commas, and it just makes no sense, none whatsoever. It jumps all over the place. The action's silly. The characters are ludicrous. But, oh, it is so much fun. I couldn't believe how much this made me laugh all the way through it. On IMDb, this is classed as an action-adventure comedy. And I'm quite (laughs) sure the comedy thing was not an intention. Quite, quite brilliant by being one of the worst films ever made. It was, it's, I'm going to watch this so many more times. Uh, Alex, <laughs> did you ever play uh, Street Fighter 2? Yes, yes, of course I did. I was, yeah, yeah in, in the arcades, yeah. Yeah, my brother and sister were completely into it, which is the only reason we went to see this film. <laughs> and they walked out just going, what, what? was that? It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason anyone went to see this film because it was based on Street Fighter 2. But, yeah, I like the way that it's called Street Fighter and it comes up based on the arcade game Street Fighter 2, but they couldn't call it Street Fighter 2 because that meant it would have been in film worlds like a sequel to a film that hadn't been made yet. So they had to go back to just calling it Street Fighter. A fugitive with nowhere to run. You're not from around here, are you? When the enemy can destroy a town, they want your land. Why? 
We're going to need her parcel. It's right in the middle of the whole development. And the law is on their side. Stop right there. The only hope for justice. For everybody's sake, just get out of here. Is an outlaw. Jean-Claude Van Damme, as you've never seen him before. Nowhere to run. I do think they've given it away at the start where it starts with nowhere to run right. in that trailer. <laughs> it's, it's just like John claude Van Damme, as you've never seen him before, except in every film he's ever been in. Yeah. It's, it's like, so this, this is from Shock. This is Nowhere to Run on DVD and Blu-ray. So made in 93, so a year before Street Fighter, and John claude Van Damme is an escaped convict trying to find buried loot on a remote farm. This farm is the last property in the area that hasn't been bought up by the greedy developer, evil developer, played by Joss Ackland, to create his kind of weird suburban utopia in the middle of nowhere. Great 90s action stupidness. Um, directed by Robert Harmon, who did The Hitcher, which we've talked about on previous True Cults. We seem, we seem to talk about a lot of John claude Van Damme movies on True Cult as well, which I think is a good thing. You know exactly what you're going to get. This is a John claude Van Damme film. He's going to be the good guy. He might be a slightly bad guy, but he might come good, and hopefully he will. And, oh, God, yeah, he does in this. Of course he does. Um, will he be this- wearing a singlet? Will he be wearing a three-piece <laughs> suit? Who knows? Will there be sweatpants involved? Well, you have to press play to find out, don't yeah. you? Yes. <laughs> will he kick anyone with anything other than his right foot? Mm, no. Um, <laughs> sorry. But, you know, because this is done by... Robert Harmon, and there are some pretty awesome stunts in this. There's some really cool, there's a really cool car chase through the kind of woods and dirt tracks with JCVD hammering it out in front of them. Some cool stuff with fire, a time when actors were told to just get in the burning building and come out of it when action was called. I like films like this, where they go, right, what's the scene? You've got to rescue him from the burning building, but you've got to come out of the burning building, so you've got to get in there first while it's on fire, and then we say go, and then you come out of the burning building. But if it's not good enough, you have to do it again. You okay with that? Yeah, all right. They just don't make stuff like this anymore. There's too much insurance involved, and they can fake it with CGI and stuff. But it's good to see real people coming out of burning buildings. It's always a favourite of mine. It's like chucking people through glass windows. always like someone flying through a glass window. And it's, and it's actually someone being pulled through a window while on fire in this. So it kind of puts everything together that I love about action movies. Good fun. If you're a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, you need this. If you're an action movie fan, you need this. Yeah, top stuff. And Alex, I guess we'll just have to keep imagining what Mel Gibson might have been as the role of Sam in this. (laughs) Really? Oh, no, that, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's going to be all right, just corner the one that looks the loneliest and speak in short sentences. Hello, my name is Anne. Short for Henry. I'm Zan. Now that is punk. Do more punk to me. What do your people do on an ordinary day? We do what we want. Having no restrictions? This is unprecedented. That was the future. 
will need backup. You think you can just swallow us up? Rise up, my children! Alex, how did I miss Nicole Kidman as a punk? <laughs> yes. So this is How to Talk to Girls at Parties, released by Madman on DVD. Right, so it's 1977. It's in Croydon, South London. It's about punk rockers and there's aliens involved. How could this film not be made just for me? So this is based on a story by Neil Gaiman and directed by John Cameron Mitchell, who did Hedwig and the Angry Itch, which I still haven't seen. I can't believe I still haven't seen that. Anyway, this takes the excitement and nihilism of punk's first wave, adds in some coming-of-age drama, and then comes up trumps by chucking aliens into mix as well. So N, Henry, played by Alex Sharp and his two mates, live the punk dream. They make fanzines, they go to gigs, but they are rubbish with the ladies. After a disastrous attempt at the local punk show to impress a girl, N and his mates try and find the after party and stumble upon a huge house populated by strange and alluring people all dressed in latex. But they're oddly split into separate groups with corresponding latex outfits for each group. So each of the friends finds a group they click with and N finds Zan, played by Elle Fanning. She seems to be cropping up in quite a few cool movies at the moment. As she's cutting a chunk off her rubber dress, he proclaims it's really punk and she demands to know more about the punk. And so starts a strange love affair between a lonely punk teen and an alien wanting to know more. Um, as you said, Nicole Kidman's in this. She plays the kind of punk matriarch Bodicea, but she does look a bit like a punk patsy from Absolutely yes. Fabulous. <laughs> So it took me a while to but work out. A mix out of who that and was. Cruella Deville. <laughs> yes, and you kind of go, "Wow, that's an interesting wig they've put you in there, Nicole." But she she works in this pretty well. I can't I can't believe there's two films I now have with Nicole Kidman in that I actually enjoyed Nicole Kidman in because I'm I'm not a fan at all. Alex, I felt like the scene where they're in the warehouse with people dressed in latex was just kind of how I imagined your Saturday nights before kids to be like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not far off. Um, it's, uh, um, yeah, this is this is a a really fun and sweet coming of age movies where you have got three friends finding out more about themselves in a couple of days than they have their entire lives. You know, I'm I'm a utter sucker for anything that involves punk metal, goth, insert Teen Rebellion tribe here movies, and this is one that I really really enjoyed. It it does have its flaws. I don't need to elaborate on them. But, yeah, it's really, really good fun. Um, great soundtrack as well. On the trailer, you heard the damn doing New Rose. It, it starts with that over the trailer. they got some original music in this as well for the band that plays in the, the pub. And whoever's done it has actually done a really good job at recreating that 70s punk sound, which made me very happy. Because often the thing with, with things like this is they're set within a specific time frame and they get stuff like the music wrong then it, it jars me a bit but they get it just right this and they even have like the dj at the pump club is the local raster guy oh um, excellent pulling stuff out so it's like they've even done that they've gone well we need a don let's character in this as the dj so they've researched it pretty well and gone right what are the aspects of like mid-70s punk that we need to have in this movie and they, they kind of get all that right which is nice and they don't and the kids don't look like modern punks they look like 77 punks they've got slightly scruffy hair a black blazer with badges on it black tie that's undone so your shirts now open etc so they've got the look pretty down pat i kind of grew up on neil gaiman comics so seeing some of his 
stuff then put onto film and done it in such a nice way was really cool to see. So yeah, this this will be another movie that I'll go back to and watch again just because it, it reminded me of being a bit bit of a lost kind of 16, 17 year old, but getting into punk and new wave and stuff like that and stumbling across <laughs> into parties and clubs where you kind of go, oh, this is this is different. Do I like this? I'm not sure yet. I'll hang around a bit and see if I do. Ah, no, I quite like this. These can be part of my tribe too, or I can be part of theirs. So yeah, good, good fun. So how to talk to girls at parties. Yeah, really enjoyed this. This is Rihanna Patrick on ABC Radio.